Welcome to the Arise and Shine podcast, part of the teaching ministry of Pastor Festus Nasoha of Oasis Church and Holy Ghost End Time Ministries International. As it says in Isaiah 60 verse 1, Arise, shine, for your light has come and the glory of God shines over you. It is our hope and desire that through this podcast you would be encouraged and experience the transforming power of God's word. Be blessed. Praise be to God. Our God is wonderful. Our God is glorious. Friend, I hope you are enjoying your Christian life, your walk with God. It's my joy again to come to you again today to share God's word with you. And I believe both of us are going to be blessed today. Praise the Lord. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you and bring ourselves under your mighty covering and the protection of the blood of Jesus Christ. Father, anoint me today and anoint my friends who are watching and speak to our hearts today, Father, and do something glorious in us today as we hear your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Today I'm sharing with you on Arise and Shine on the topic of deliverance from mammon. We are in the end time, and uh, the devil is putting so much pressure on earth, mostly through money and material things. And you and I as believers in this end time need to be completely delivered from the control of mammon. It is God's desire and pleasure to meet our need. The Bible says God shall supply all our need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. In the Luke, Luke chapter 4, we read about the temptation of the Lord Jesus. The devil tempted him with mammon, with wealth, with riches, with position, with authority, with power. And said, if you will bow down and worship me, I will give you all these things. Now, God did not give those things to Satan. Adam transferred them to Satan when he sinned. Now that Christ has come and redeemed us from the curse of the law, we as believers now have the authority and power to take from the devil what he said was his own. Because Christ has already paid for the sins of the human race. He has already paid for the sin of Adam and Eve. And for all the sins of the human race. So the devil has no more right or power or authority to tell us that uh, everything on earth belongs to him. No, this earth belongs to our God. We should never bow to the devil so we can have our needs met. Let me share something to you today from the book of chapter 13 of Genesis. The story of Adam's nephew. I mean, uh, Abraham's nephew. Adam didn't have any nephew. <laughs> Chapter 13 of uh, Genesis. And um, it's a story of, uh, of uh, Lot. Adam, I mean, Abraham's nephew. And Abraham went up out of Egypt, he and his wife, and all that he had, and Lot with him into the south. And Abraham was very rich in cattle, in silver, and in gold. And he went on his journey from the south even to Bethel to the place where his tent had been at the beginning between Bethel and Hai unto the place of the altar which he had made there at the first and there Abraham called on the name of the Lord verse 5 and Lord also which went with Abraham had flocks and herds tents and the land was not able to bear them that they might dwell together for their substance was great so that they could not dwell together. You see, God's plan is to bless those who walk uprightly. So, believe God to bless you. Pursue blessing, not materialism. Okay? They were so blessed. They were so rich. 
Verse 7 said, And there was a strife between the herdsmen of Abram's cattle and the herdsmen of Lost cattle, and the Canaanites and the Pizzarites dwelt then in the land. You can see the, 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 the strife was not between Abraham and Lot. These two people had no strife. But those who walk under them, those who walk for them, many times, even as pastors, you and I may have no problem with each other. But the church members from our different churches can drag us into some problem where it seems as if the pastors are competing and fighting against each other. Many times, it is not the people up here. It is the people down here. <laughs> it is Abraham and Lot's Hesmen that we are now in contention. And that dragged Abraham and Lot into some rift. All right? So verse 8 said, And Abraham said unto Lot, Let there be no strife, I pray thee, between me and thee, and between my hesmen and thy hesmen, for we be brethren. Strife always destroys the blessing. We should never strive. We should never strive. If you strive, the blessings just dissipates. Look what happened. Verse 9, Is not the whole land be be before thee. Separate thyself, I pray thee, from me. If thou wilt take the left hand, then I will go to the right. If thou wilt depart to the right hand, then I will go to the left. And Lot lifted up his eyes and beheld all the plain of Jordan. And it was well watered everywhere before the Lord destroyed Sodom. And Gomorrah, even as the garden of the Lord, like the land of Egypt, as thou comest unto Zohar. Then Lord chose him all the plain of Jordan. And Lord journeyed east, and they separated themselves the one from the other. Abraham dwelt in the land of Canaan, and Lord dwelt in the cities of the plain, and pitched his tent towards Sodom. Wow. You see, be very careful. Abraham remained in the land of Canaan, in the land of the promise. He remained in the land of promise. As long as Abraham and the Lord were together, Lord prospered. There are people that God has brought to you in contact with. If you break from them, you, 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 you lose your prosperity. You lose your covering. You lose your protection. You lose your righteousness. As long as the Lord attached himself to Abraham, he prospered. Now, he left Abraham, and he left the land of promise, and he pitched his tent towards Sodom. Now, economically speaking, it was wise, it was smart, it was intelligent. That area was wonderful. Sodom was prosperous. It was, it was rich, but also rich in filth. So, Lot... Followed his eyes and went towards Sodom. And Abraham followed his vision and God's promise and remained in the land of Canaan in the promised land. And Lot pinched his tent towards Sodom. You can be doing some business. You can be involved in some business or some job. You can be a believer, but you've pinched your tent facing Sodom. When you separate yourself from the, from the promised land, from the man of God, the servant of God, from the church, from the work of God, and you go far away, 
where there's no church there, no believer there, no Christian there, you and your purpose is just money, 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 money. You are only thinking money, 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 materialism, materialism, more money, more this, more that. You're not thinking, what about God's presence? What about the house of God? What about the church? What about the brethren? Be very careful unless God sent you there. Okay, let's read something about Lot. Okay, and verse 13 says, But the men of Sodom were wicked and sinners before the Lord exceedingly. Just imagine that. I mean, Lot was willing to pursue money no matter where. As long as he sees a chance of making money, he was out for it. Okay, and then verse chapter 14. In fact, if we can go a little bit further there. Um, in chapter 14 of, uh, of Genesis. And we can look at um, uh, verse 8. We don't have time to read all of that. Read it on your own as you are there. Verse 8 says, And there went out the king of Sodom. There, there was war here. So the king of Sodom had a war with other kings. And verse 8 said, And there went out the king of Sodom and the king of Gomorrah and the king of Adma and the king of Zeboim and the king of Bela. The same is Zoah. And they joined battle with them in the vale of Sidim. With Kedolorame, the king of Elam, and, the, and, and with the Tidal, the king of nations, and Amraf, the king of Shina, and Ariel, king of Elasa, four kings with five. And the veil of Sidon was full of slim pits, and the king of Sodom and Gomorrah fled and fell there, and they that remained fled to the mountain. And they took all the goods of Sodom and Gomorrah and all their victuals and went their way. And they took Lot, Abraham's brother, who dwelt in Sodom and his goods and departed. So look at the choices a lot made. Now there's war. And now he has lost everything and he's now a captive. Wow. Pinching your tent towards Sodom. Don't pinch your tent towards Sodom. Sodom can be very appealing. It can be of good economic benefit. It can promise money. It can promise quick wealth and quick riches. Don't pinch your tent towards Sodom. I think we can tell this place, don't pinch your tent towards Sodom. Okay? And now he lost all, and then in verse 16 he says, here Abraham had to go and fight and bring Lot back. Verse 16, he said, and he brought back all the goods, and also brought again his brother Lot, his nephew, and his goods, and the women also, and the people. So here, Abraham had to come back and fight on behalf of Lot, and bring him back from captivity and got him back all his goods and all his wives and all his children and restored to Lot everything he had. Wow. Praise be to God. Now, you would think that um, Lot would learn his lesson. He did not learn his lesson. After that experience, Lot still went back and lived in Sodom. I mean, you would think after he has learned that lesson the first time, he lost everything, was a captive, that he would say, Brother Abraham, I don't want to live in Sodom anymore. No, he was still drawn to make the business of Sodom. He was still drawn to go to Sodom and still be there. We can go down to chapter 18. And here the Bible says, and the Lord appeared unto him in the plains of Mamre, and he sat in the tent door in the heat of the dead. This was God appearing to Abraham. And this time, the Lord was about to show him what was about to happen in Sodom. And in verse 22, 
verse, uh, verse 20 actually. And the Lord said, unto, said, Behold, the cry of Sodom and Gomorrah is great, and be because their sin is very grievous. I will go down now and see whether they have done altogether according to the cry of it, which is come unto me, and if not, I will know. And the men turned their faces from thence and went toward Sodom. But Abraham stood yet before the Lord. And Abraham drew near and said, Will thou also destroy the righteous with the wicked? But eventually there be fifty righteous within the city. Will thou also destroy and not spare the place for the fifty righteous that are there? That, that be far from thee to do after this manner, to slay the righteous with the wicked. And that the righteous should be as the wicked, that be far from thee. Shall not the judge of all the earth do right? And the Lord said, unto, said, if I find in Sodom 50 righteous within the city, then I will spare all the place for their sake. In fact, Abraham bargained with God until he came down to 10. If he could find 10 righteous people in Sodom, he would spare the whole city from judgment. So the presence of Lot in Sodom did not change anything. Instead, he lost everything. Even his son-in-laws were not even righteous. They didn't even believe. I mean, they, they married their daughters and turned their daughters into idolatry. What a strange thing. So Lot's presence in Sodom did not change anything. And here Abraham bargained, interceded, prayed on behalf of Sodom, knowing that his nephew is living there, tried all he could to spare Sodom from destruction. He could not find even 10 righteous people in Sodom. And there came two angels to Sodom at evening, and Lord sat in the gate of, the, of Sodom. And Lord, seeing them, rose up to meet them, and he bowed himself with his face towards the ground. And he said, Behold, now, my Lord, turn in, I pray you, into your servant's house, and tarry all night, and wash your feet, and you shall rise up early, and go on your ways. And they said, Nay, but we will abide in the street all night. And he pressed upon them greatly, and they turned in unto him, and entered into his house, and he made them a feast, and did bake unleavened bread, and they did eat. But before they lay down, the men of the city, even the men of Sodom, compassed the house round about, both old and young, all the people from every quarter. And they called unto Lord, and said unto him, Where are the men which came in to thee this night? They didn't know they were angels. Bring them out unto us, that we may know them. The word they know is meant to have intercourse with them. I mean, the men of Sodom were full of homosexuality and bestiality. I mean, they were, they were scums. And that we may, we may sleep with them. And Lord went out at the door unto them and shut the door after him, after him. And said, I pray you, brethren. He's calling those men brethren. Do not so wickedly. Behold, now I have two daughters which have not known men. Let me, I pray you, bring them out unto you and do you to them as is good in your eyes. Only these men do nothing. For therefore came they under the shadow of my roof. I mean, he was willing to uh, give his two virgin daughters to be raped all night by this vagabond man. What, what a place to live. Friends, listen, we are in the last days. Cities and nations are becoming more and more corrupt and demonized. Material things and money and mammon are becoming more and more demon-possessed. We must be very, very watchful where we go, what we do, and how we enterprise. And with whom we do business with. Because we are in the last days. And many people are willing to do anything, go anywhere, just for the sake of money. They are even willing to lose their soul 
for the sake of money. The Lord Jesus said, what can it benefit a man if you gain the whole world and lose your own soul? Work hard, trust God, believe God, but don't sell your soul for material things. Don't sell it for position. Some people will join a club, a cult, satanic thing just to have political power, just to have power, just to win elections, just to stay in power. They will make a covenant with the devil for money, for mammon, for position, for fame. Oh, believer, Christian, child of God, flee from these things. We are in the end time. Trust God. Watch and pray that you fall into temptation. That you don't be entrapped in this end time. For the devil knows that his time is short. And he's making a dangerous bargain with nations and families and authorities and governments, individuals and firms and businesses to entrap them. As the money pressure increases on earth, as material things become more hard to get, the devil is seeking nothing but the soul of man. What can he benefit a man if you gain the whole world and lose your soul? This is a, a warning sign. This message is a warning to many. Be wise, be careful, be prayerful. Stay under God's covenant. Stay in the promised land. Be attached to Abraham. Don't break away and go somewhere where no believer is, no Christian is, no church, no prayer, no pastor, no leader. And you just, just you know, shut off every avenues of grace. And you shut off the voice of the Holy Ghost in your conscience. And you go to the extremes because of money. Don't pay the same price that the Lord paid. Okay? And then, so here were these angels. But the man, look at the, in verse 10, says, But the men put forth their hand, these angels now put forth their hand, and pulled Lord into the house to them and shut, and, shut, and shut the door. And they smote the men that were at the door of the house with blindness, both small and great, so that they wearied themselves to find the door. I mean, even when they, these men were blinded, they were still trying to pursue and break the door to find those angels and wrap them. And verse 12, And the man said unto them, that's the angels now, Hast thou here any besides son-in-law and thy sons and thy daughters? And whatsoever thou hast in the city, bring them out of this place. For we will destroy this place, because the cry of them is waxing great before the face of the Lord. And the Lord hath sent us to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. And Lord went out and spake unto his sons-in-law, which married his daughters, and said, Up, get up, get out of this place. For the Lord will destroy this city. For he seemed as one that mocked unto his sons-in-law. Who is son in your, your son-in-law? Whom will you let marry your daughter? Whom will you let marry your son? When you dislocate yourself from the place of the promises, you expose not only yourself, but your entire family and lineage to the doom. Of Sodom and Gomorrah. They had to marry the men of Sodom and Gomorrah. And these men had no conscience. They had no faith. They didn't believe in God. They laughed. They mocked. They couldn't listen to their father-in-law. When he came to warn them about the doom of Sodom that was at the door. When the morning arose, then the angels hastened the Lord, saying, Arise, take thy wife and thy two daughters, which are there, lest thou be consumed in the iniquity of the city. And while he lingered, the men laid hold upon his hand, and, and upon the hand of his wife, and upon the hand of his two daughters, the Lord being merciful unto him. And they brought him forth, and set him without the city. 
And it came to pass when they had brought them forth abroad that he said, Escape for thy life. Look not behind thee. Neither stay thou in all the plain. Escape to the mountain and lest thou be consumed. Wow. Finally, he pleaded with them and they let him go into Zohar. And then, in verse 23, it says, The sun was risen upon the earth when Lot entered into Zohar. Then the Lord rained upon Sodom and upon Gomorrah brimstone and fire from the Lord out of heaven. And he overthrew those cities and all the plain and all the inhabitants of the cities and that which grew upon the ground. But his wife looked back from behind him and she became a pillar of salt. He has a lot lost all he had, all his wealth, all his riches, all his home. It's the second time now. Not only that, his wife looked back and become a pillar of salt. Please, my brothers and sisters, in this end time, many things will be, will be sinking, drowning, being destroyed. Don't look back. Keep going forward. Keep trusting God. Don't look back as lost wife. Much things will be happening in the world. Hurricanes, earthquakes, much wealth will be destroyed. If you allow your soul to be drowned by what you've lost, to be grieved so deeply by what you've lost, you, you will lose your own salvation. No matter what happens to you, keep your faith alive. Keep your trust in God. Don't look back. Keep looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of your faith. Don't allow the catastrophe, the earthquakes, the hurricanes, and all the material losses to destroy your faith. Your soul is worth more than every riches in the world. All the wealth on earth cannot buy your soul. You are worth more to God than all the universe. Keep trusting God. So here we see that the Lord lost his wealth, his riches, his son-in-laws, his daughters, maybe the grandchildren they had. He lost the city. He lost all his businesses. And then look at what happened again. In verse 30, And the Lord went up out of Zohar and dwelt in the mountain. And his, that's what the angels told him in the first place. And his two daughters with him, for he feared to dwell in Zohar. And he dwelt in a cave, he and his two daughters. And the firstborn said unto the younger, our father is old, and there is not a man in the earth to come in unto us after the manner of all the earth. Come, let us make our father drink wine. We will lie, we will lie with him that we may preserve seed of our father. And they made their father drink wine that night. And the firstborn went in and lay with her father. And he perceived not what when she, had, she lay down nor when she arose. And it came to pass on the morrow that the firstborn said unto the younger, Behold, I laid last night, yesterday night with my father. Let us make him drink wine this night also, and go thou in and lie with him, that we may preserve seed of our father. And they made their father drink wine that night also. And the younger arose and lay with him, and he perceived not when she lay down, nor when she arose. Thus were both the daughters of Lot with the child by their father. And the firstborn bare a son and called his name Moab. Read the story of Moab in the Bible. It's not a good one. The same is the father of the Moabites unto this day. Verse 38. And the youngest she also bare a son and called his name Benamin. The same is the father of the children of Ammon unto this day. Moab and Ammon came through incest. 
Can you imagine such a catastrophe? When a man pinched his tent towards Sodom, you can get the money you wanted, get the house you wanted, get the car you wanted, get the fame you wanted at the exchange of your soul and at the ruin and destruction of your generations to come. The choice you make today will affect your descendants in the next 100 years and 200 years. Make a righteous choice. Choose God. Choose Christ. Choose faith. Choose the Bible. Choose the church. Choose the body of Christ. Choose to be a believer. Don't sell your soul to mammon. Don't sell your soul to Satan. You are worth more to God than all the gold and silver on earth. May the Almighty God protect you in such times of hard decisions. When you are pressured by people, by circumstances, by situations, by family need, and people are pressing you, by friends, and the devil is tugging on your soul to cave into temptation. In the beginning, it looks innocent. It looks simple. It looks not much. I'll just do that once. I won't do it again. No. It never ends once. No. It's a cycle. And before you know it, you've gone too far than you ever imagined. The devil's plan is to trap you gradually, gradually, gradually to the place you, there's no more turning back. He will burn all the bridges behind you. And before you know it, you've pierced yourself with so much sorrow. You can no more pray. You can no more fast. You can no more read the Bible. You can no more endure even listen to preacher or preaching. Because you, your soul has become so cold. You are swollen in the inside. You've lost your first love. You've lost your joy. You've lost the joy of salvation. You don't know where Christ is anymore. Friend, if you've not made that mistake yet, don't make it. I challenge you today. And if you're already in that problem, you say, Friend, Pastor, pray for me. I want God to deliver me. Pray this prayer after me. Say, Lord God. I come to you in Jesus' name. Have mercy on me, O God. Yes, I have made a terrible mistake in my life. I opened the door to devil, to pressure, to mammon. O God, with you nothing is impossible. Lord Jesus, I promise you, if you will deliver me this time, I will serve you all the days of my life. Give me a second chance, O Lord, to live for you. Cleanse me from every sin. Deliver me from every chance of darkness, from the demons of hell. Wash me with your blood, Lord Jesus Christ. I dedicate my life to you today. Deliver me, Lord, and use me. This time, I will never play the fool again. Hallelujah. May the Lord bless you and keep you. Friend, I challenge you. Join me today and the 1,000 people I'm believing God for to help us to stay on air and keep on preaching the gospel to all the ends of the earth. This is my, your friend, Brother Festus, telling to you today that you didn't, meet, didn't listen to this message by accident. God ordained that you should meet me today on this, this broadcast and be a partner with me in the gospel of Jesus Christ. May the Almighty God bless you and prosper you. May you never be pressured to cross the boundaries. Stay within the hedge of divine protection. And let the God's mighty blessing be upon your life, upon your business, upon your family, upon everything you are and everything you put your hand to. May God defend you and build the hedge around you like he did for Job. In Jesus' name.
Amen. God bless you and see you again very soon. Jesus came to do one thing, and that is to bring the kingdom of God. The way this is accomplished in our lives is through the gift of salvation. Salvation is a free gift of grace. It means that a person is forgiven and freed from their sin, given a new life, will go to heaven when they die, and will one day be resurrected from the dead when Jesus comes to make all things new. To receive this gift of salvation, there's a couple key things. First, recognize you're a sinner, meaning your life is not aligned with God's purpose for you and that you do things that are wrong and evil, deserving of God's judgment. Second, recognize that you need a savior, that Jesus died and rose again to forgive and free you from your sins and to give you a new life. Third, turn from your life of sin and believe in Jesus Christ for your salvation. You can pray a prayer like this. Father in heaven, I come before you today to turn from my sins. I recognize that I am a sinner and that I need a savior, and Jesus is that savior. I believe he died for my sins and rose again to set me free so I can be in heaven with you when I die and one day rise again like Jesus did. I turn to you, Lord, and I turn from my sins and receive from you a new life. In Jesus' name, amen. For more resources on the next steps to take, check out our website, holyghost.cz, and visit the page, New Start, under the Seeking God section. Thank you for listening to the Arise and Shine podcast. Our prayer is that it encouraged, instructed, and uplifted you and pointed you to Jesus Christ. For more information about Pastor Festus, Oasis Church, and Holy Ghost Anti-Ministries International, visit our website, holyghost.cz. Be blessed.